0: Hey, welcome! Glad to have you with us, and uh, glad to be with you. Uh, listen, uh, telephone number here is eight hundred five is 800-529-5572 or 874-9390 If you're local, uh, we will uh, we will we got a whole bunch of topics that we're going to throw out at you, but you get to direct the show today. It is uh, it is a Froster Buns Friday, uh, and you may have commentary on <laughs> my Trump commentary yesterday or whatever. Uh, We welcome that. In the meantime, Donald Trump did throw his hat in the ring, I would argue, somewhat early. Uh, But the presidential cycle really does start right after the midterms. Uh, And and it's always been that way. So if the Republicans can do it, so can the Libertarians. Uh, And uh, Chase Oliver is on board with us this morning. He is a Libertarian. By the way, he is the Senate candidate in Georgia uh, that did uh, really pretty well uh, in the race down there. He's um, wor- He works in uh, human resources, uh, recruiting, interviewing, and onboarding uh, employees for a security firm that serves clients uh, throughout the Northwest uh, Washington state. Uh, he's uh, really got a remarkable uh, work background. Uh, but he, uh, he ran for Senate in Georgia and did a hell of a job, and he's decided he's going to throw his hat in the ring to run for president early and i believe we are his first talk show uh as a presidential candidate so uh, chase oliver welcome how are you
1: uh i'm i'm doing fantastic and uh yeah you are my first uh person i'm talking to after announcing this exploratory committee
0: well we're thrilled to have you with us so why should democrats vote for you you're you're a libertarian
1: well, I think, you know, uh, if you look at the message of libertarianism, you're going to see a lot of areas where Democrats who, uh, who might want to look at what's going on and seem really frustrated can see a message of, like, uh, justice reform with teeth, real immigration reform that actually treats people with humanity and not just throwing them in cages, and a lot of other areas where I think Democrats, and particularly Democrats who want to maybe start their own business, uh, can find commonality with the libertarian message and the libertarian platform. And, uh, you know, I'm also not 80 years old and can can maintain control of uh, what I'm saying.
0: Well, that would be a change. Um, Why would Republicans vote for you?
1: Well, I think Republicans uh, need to look at their party and see that they're not really the party of limited government that they claim to be. They like to talk the talk, but they rarely walk the walk. They've never balanced a budget in my uh, adult life. I think it's time we get back to some fiscal restraint. I think it's time we respect our constitutional uh, governance, including our Second Amendment rights. I'm a proud gun owner. And, uh, you know, I think it's time that we get people uh control of themselves instead of letting government uh have to be the answer for everything which even republicans have made their uh their their talking points in a lot in my adult life so it's time to get back to limited government and i think a lot of republicans want that refreshing uh message
0: oh but chase if they vote for you the death the democrat gets in
1: well, that's only if uh, they don't convince all their friends and neighbors to vote for me, too. See, I'm going to need help in this campaign. I have a website, VoteChaseOliver.com, if you want to go there and sign up or uh, donate. We're going to need your help to get the word out, because uh, if we're going to be challenging the Republicans and Democrats, we got to tell our Republican and Democrat friends that there's a better option out there, who's part of a new generation, who's dynamic and ready to solve problems instead of continuing to just fight and uh, throw mud at each other in D.C. I'm ready to actually get some work done.
0: Interestingly, the Wall Street Journal uh, there's a, a piece today. It says Republicans could insist that contracts be competitively bid out. They don't. They could insist on accountability, conditioning further dollars uh, on the performance of past ones. But that would take work, and it uh, and it isn't nearly as much fun as grandstanding as a constitutionalist while bagging a million dollars for the St. Louis Symphony. That was uh, Senator Roy Blunt. Uh, or six hundred and fifty grand for feral swine management in Arkansas, Senator Bozeman, or four point two million dollars for a sheep experiment station. Uh, that's Mike Simpson. Good thing Mr. Biden isn't in control of those dollars. Imagine the waste. Uh, the article uh, is frankly explaining that the Republicans, and this is Kimberly Strassel, aren't being fiscally conservative at all.
1: Nope. They haven't been, and uh, frankly, neither party has had any interest in any kind of fiscal restraint uh, since the 1990s. You know, it sounds radical now to say we should balance the budget in today's American politics, but it used to be the rational thing that people would say. And I think it's time that we return to those norms of, like... Paying down what we, you know, paying in uh, what we owe. Like, stop writing up the debt. You know, it's not, just, uh, it, it's not just a generational thing of needing new ideas. It's also the fact that my generation is the one that's going to be saddled with all this debt. And also my kids and probably my grandkids if we don't change course right now. And I'm tired of letting my grandparents' generation control the purse strings. And it's time for us to get back to some fiscal sanity.
0: Your website is what? Vote Chase Oliver.
1: Dot com. Vote is that Chase right? VoteChaseOliver.com. Yep. Vote uh, I was
0: just there, by the way, and I know that you're uh, developing it and that you just uh, dropped your press release this morning. Uh, so That's people correct. around the country don't yet know. Chase Oliver is the Libertarian candidate. By the way, uh, a lot of Democrats and Republicans were upset with you in Georgia uh, with this close race. Uh, what kind of feedback are you getting from both parties?
1: Well, you know, um, I, I can understand their anger about having to get out and vote again, but that's really not my fault. That's the fact that we have a voting system that requires a week's long runoff system that costs the taxpayers millions of dollars. Throughout the campaign, I advocated for ranked choice voting, instant runoffs, so that way we still have a candidate who's getting over 50% support being sent to Washington, D.C., but we don't have to wait weeks to see who the winner is. I think that's a solution that, uh, frankly, makes sense. It costs less tax dollars, and it's the I was the only one providing that solution throughout the campaign. So I understand folks can be upset about a runoff, but if we want to change that, we need to change the uh, the rules to instant runoff, ranked choice voting in the next legislative session so that I'm the last person to ever force a runoff in the state. That's the real solution there. Instead of just being angry at me, let's actually provide some legislative action underneath the Gold Dome in Georgia.
0: Well, you've got two years to raise enough money to make an impact and perhaps seduce Democrats and Republicans to voting for you. But let's say you you're, you're successful. Let's say you actually make it to the White House. Would you continue to support Ukraine?
1: Well you know I think uh, so far we've given the uh, the government of Ukraine more money than I think Russia uses on their military in uh, a couple of years at this point if uh, in 2 years from now if Ukraine has not pushed Russia back across the border at that point. I think there's a a real issue going on. I'm hoping that there still isn't a conflict in Ukraine by the 2024 election. But I think every time we spend federal dollars, we need to be thinking about where it's going. And I think a lot of this Ukraine money is frankly ending up in the hands of uh, military arms contractors. And uh, it's probably not... You know, uh, most fiscally responsible thing to be doing. I understand the, the want and the need to help people repel from invasion, but we have given billions and billions and billions of dollars, and there are frankly urgent needs here in the United States that we can be looking at, uh, to, to instead of sending our money overseas. And I, I frankly have always been against, uh, sending money overseas when there's actually, uh, priorities here at home that need to be taken care of. Chase Oliver,
0: our guest, vote votechaseoliver.com. If the Republicans can throw their hat in the ring uh, uh, two years early, so can the Libertarians. And Chase has done just that. We have uh, a debt of uh, $31 trillion plus. That's just the current debt. That's not the promised debt in the future. I ask listeners about this uh, every time we, we uh, cover an extra trillion. What if you could control the spending, I ask, So that you had a million dollars a day to spend uh, to pay down the debt. How long would it take to pay down the debt? And the answer is in excess of 80,000 years. What would Chase Oliver do about the national debt?
1: Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to cut spending. Spending has been out of control my entire life. And I think if you look at literally every agency and every department of government, there are areas to cut. There is areas of redundancy. There's areas uh, where it's uh, ineffective to be throwing tax dollars out there. You mentioned a few of those uh, pork programs earlier. But the reality is we could probably cut. You know, uh, a third of our government out of the way in terms of defense spending, we can get entitlements under control and back uh, and reduce those to the point of where we're actually having a balanced budget. But the fact is, is we're never ever going to get this out of uh, under control by continuing to tax and tax and tax. There's not enough taxation right now that will cover this national debt. We have to cut spending, and that's the real serious conversation. You know, uh, a lot of Republicans, and Democrats are scared to talk about cutting government because there will be uh, you know, there will be a but it's like Milton Friedman said, you know, when you, when you get a drunk off of alcohol, yeah, there's some ill effects at first. But overall, uh, he heals. And that's what we need to do to our economy. And that's what we have to do with our governance is uh, get back under control.
0: Third rail of politics is social programs. And that is the darling of the left. And, of course, the military and the Pentagon are the darling of the right. And those are the two main drivers of debt. So how, and you mentioned that you would try to get uh, these social programs under control, how would you do that?
1: Well, I'm a big believer that, uh, you know, in the, the Social Security opt out. I think, uh, you know, it should be voluntary at this point. I think we should be able to continue to provide Social Security for those who have been relying on the system, people like my parents who are on a fixed income. But for those of us like me who are young enough to continue working and building our retirement, we should be able to opt out of Social Security and be able to form our own retirement in the private market, which will actually perform better than what we're seeing from Social Security. And the truth is, is we're not even going to get that anyways. The, the trust has been raided. Uh, the, the idea that anybody in my generation is actually going to get any benefit from the Social Security program at this point, is kind of laughable based on uh, the trajectory of the program. So what we need to do is we need to start letting people opt out of it. And through that, you're going to see lower, uh, you're going to see lower expenses in the future. And that's, that's frankly what we have to do. We have to start phasing government out of our lives piece by piece. It's not an overnight process, but somebody has to start the process or else it'll never get done. So we have to start saying, how can we do this without government, and really every facet. And uh, once we do that, once we change the dynamic of thinking, so many people are convinced that government is the only solution to their problem, and it isn't. And we have to have that conversation, and frankly, it's a new generation of Americans that are going to bring those solutions forward.
0: Uh, if you just turn the radio on, Chase Oliver is with us, he is uh, doing what Donald Trump is doing he's throwing his hat in the ring to run for president and he's doing it two years early and I think it's a great idea it gives him a chance to get out there early and start spreading the word his his website is votechaseoliver.com votechaseoliver.com uh, I know where you stand on the drug war you're a libertarian uh, the Thank military I assume that you would cut spending by bringing the military home
1: Oh yes, sir. So uh, I got started in my political awareness being an anti-war activist in the wake of the war in Iraq because I saw a lot of my classmates being sent to go fight in wars based on lies. And so the first thing I would do is start to bring the troops home. I would support programs like Defend the Guard, which brings our National Guard back to the states where they can be of service instead of being sent around the world. And I would support an overall ending the giant imperialistic footprint the United States has created around the world in an effort to be more uh, peace-driven as opposed to pushing our diplomacy at the barrel of a gun. Uh, I think, frankly, that's a way to make more friends around the world, to create better and stronger ties uh, through trade as opposed to through the military. And, yeah, I'm anti-war to the core. We really need to be pushing more peaceful solutions as opposed to just whacking people with a big stick. Uh, and, and I think we'll have more peace in the world if we are the leaders in doing so.
0: Chase Oliver, uh, and it is uh, VoteChaseOliver.com. Uh, hopefully, people go there and make a uh, make some donations, and uh, get your uh, get you started uh, in the right direction. La- Brian, how much time do I have left? You about uh, two minutes? Two minutes. Okay. In the last question, I'm going to ask you, Chase, and and this deals with, uh, you know, you're you're trying to uh, to get into the White House. Uh, you're trying to have an impact. Uh, you're talking about smaller government, social tolerance. Why should I trust you? I mean, the Republicans and the Democrats have been saying these things for my entire life. You come along and I should believe you?
1: Well, the truth is is that my platform is not about controlling anyone or taking power and, uh, and seizing it. My platform is about releasing that power back to you. And libertarians, you know... We've never really gotten a shot to do that. We've been uh, advocating for this for 50 years. And Democrats and Republicans, like you said, can talk the talk, but they've never walked the walk. We've never even had an opportunity to do so. But I'm somebody who has always said said it how I feel. You know, uh, I'm an open book. And I'm going to fight for more honesty and transparency in government. So that way we can shine a light on the corruption and get it out of there. And we can reduce the government's footprint in our lives. Uh, Why should you trust me? because i'm not a liar unlike the republicans and democrats Uh, and frankly we need new blood in dc
0: so you you wouldn't give us money for the symphony in st louis
1: no i'm sorry (laughs) you have to raise money yourself for that symphony in st louis Uh, i believe if there's enough people who want a symphony you can raise money privately to do that i agree
0: all right vote chase chase carpe diem my friend uh keep uh keep pushing
1: Thank you very
0: much. All right, Chase Oliver. VoteChaseOliver.com. You know, I didn't endorse him. I may never endorse him. Maybe somebody else throws their hat in the ring that's a better candidate. But I like the fact that this guy has principled, that he believes in the Constitution, he believes in small government. What's not to like about that? Froster Buns Friday, Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network, 25 minutes after the hour. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm chuckling 925 i'm chuckling because uh we're gonna play a commercial i don't normally play uh, commercials that we don't get paid for uh because that's not what we're in business for but if you're a transsexual uh you may want to you know pay attention here
2: currently cold out it's my first winter season as a woman and it's also the first winter that i have boobies So you bet your bottom dollar, I'm going to do everything in my power to take care of them. So I'm using the EOS Shea Better 24 hour moisture body lotion on my new gal pals and my whole body. You know, taking estrogen has made my skin a lot more sensitive. So the seven (laughs) nourishing oils and butters keep it feeling nice and moisturized without feeling greasy. And I especially love that I smell like vanilla cashmere I mean, who wouldn't want their breasts to smell like vanilla cashmere? So take care of your boobies. And-
0: well, there you go.
2: <laughs> a little,
0: a little, little uh, skincare tip from the Gary Nolan Show. Lord help us all. Uh, Rick is on the line. Rick, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you?
3: Good, Gary. Hey, thanks. Chase Oliver sounded great, and you know, I was ready to run down to Wits print shop and had 100 bumper stickers printed until you said, well, I'm not endorsing them.
0: Well, Um, actually, if I don't endorse a candidate, (laughs) they have a better chance of winning.
3: Oh, Um, okay. Well, I'm I'm on my way to Columbia then. And, uh, you know, talking about uh, the overspending and the things that uh, D.C. has been doing and our politicians like Roy Blunt, you know, there is a section in the Bible about obeying your government, respecting your government. And these people, the Constitution, is the government these politicians are supposed to be following, and they're not. Uh, They're doomed to hell, according to the Bible.
0: Well, I don't know if they're doomed to hell, but we are if if we don't wake up and quit voting for them.
3: Thank you, Gary.
0: All right, Rick. Thank you. Glad to have you on The Gary Nolan Show. Um, boy, you know, uh, Brian? Did you know that uh, Gwen is part African American? I didn't know that until now. Yeah, That's uh, we did a uh, uh, surprising. F- what about uh, three or four years ago? I got her one of those genetic tests. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and they found out that she she has some. I, I'm not sure uh, African uh, blood. Uh, apparently, somewhere along the line, a percentage of yeah. Well, and so wow. I was thinking uh, if she lived in California, she would be entitled to reparations. I'm thinking of throwing her out of the house and sending her to California. Yeah, that wouldn't be uh, a bad idea because apparently uh, the uh, the reparations committee in California. Is going to recommend handing out two hundred and twenty-three thousand two hundred dollars per person to all descendants of slaves in California for housing discrimination, and it'll only cost them five hundred and fifty-nine billion dollars. It's not too bad, no. And if you know, I'll welcome her back with open arms if she has the check, and racism will disappear from oh. society. Everybody, she'll be whole again. Yes, she'll she'll be she'll be in much better shape. You think we're kidding? But we are not. A reparations committee in California has suggested that descendants of slaves in the state of California could be compensated two hundred twenty three thousand two hundred dollars each for housing discrimination. The nine member reparations task force was formed by California Governor Newsom as part of the country's largest ever effort to address reparations for slavery. A focus of, of the uh, California Task Force has been housing discrimination. I wonder, then, if they will have any other, like, employment discrimination, another check. Um, you know, banking discrimination, another check. Whatever it takes. Well, I'm thinking, you know, I could be rich. <laughs> I've married the right person. Oh, Lord. Gary Nolan shows Zimmer Radio Network this is the gary nolan show it's 9 35 and it's froster buns friday but i have a question for you we just uh interviewed a libertarian presidential candidate who like donald trump decided to throw his hat in the ring early and uh i'm just curious of all the people out there that are running for office uh and that will run for office and that includes donald trump Uh, That includes uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, Joe Biden, uh, all of them. And if you throw Chase into the mix, would you rather have, well, who would you rather have? Of all the candidates that that, uh, have their hat in the ring, if you listen to the Chase interview, which one would you prefer? I'm not asking you to vote Libertarian. I'm not asking you to to uh, theorize about uh, if I vote for one, I can't vote for the other. Just based on what you heard right now, would you rather have someone like Chase in the White House or someone like DeSantis, Trump, or Biden? 874-9390. 800-529-5572. Uh let's see what is Ron says what percentage of DNA can be used to claim you as a black person. I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe uh I will send Gwen to California to find out. Uh let's see. Uh Sharon Ellis says before I married my ex husband said trust me. Nine months later I had an eight pound eleven ounce bundle of trust. Every politician I have ever trusted has said the same thing. Only they didn't deliver squat. Give me specifics and real, specifics and real, uh, you will resign your office if you don't at least fight the good fight. Well, you know, based on everything you've heard, I mean, you've seen presidential candidates. And based on what you just heard from Chase, wouldn't you really like to see someone like that in the White House? Forget all the the politics of it, just... See, the the things that he said are things that libertarians have stood for for decades. And I want you to compare what he said to anything any politician has told you that ran for president. They've all said they're going to get spending under control. Have they ever? They've all said that we're going to live in a safer place. Have they made that happen? Literally anybody. I would I would choose a guy like Chase over Ronald Reagan. And you know I love Ronald Reagan. Forget the politics of it. If you could vote for him and get him into the White House, wouldn't you prefer someone like that? Because he is principled, that's the difference. You know, I I, I highlighted a a piece in the Wall Street Journal uh, about the uh, Republicans and their spending, and we all know because I keep reminding everybody that we're thirty one trillion dollars in debt, and our promised debt is over a hundred trillion. So what what have we done? To actually stop that spending. Nothing. It, it just keeps getting worse. And you have no idea what what your tax dollars are going to. You have no idea where they're spending it. Uh, I, I'll give you an example. is a piece in the Wall Street Journal right now. U.S. taxpayers have been subsidizing the production of cherry vodka and orange maple whiskey... The Section 5010 tax credit is an example of the innumerable special interest credits and deductions that litter our tax code. It provides a benefit to distillers who blend spirits uh, with wine and alcoholic flavorings. Wine and liquor suppliers advocated for the passage of this in the early 1980s. And nobody knows why they were supposed to get this preferential treatment. Uh, but they got it for flavored liquor. The credit is primarily used by large foreign liquor manufacturers. So the money isn't going back into the U.S. economy or creating American jobs. No data suggests the credit is useful for American small businesses. It lacks transparency, this fifty ten uh, credit uh, uh, deal. The Treasury hasn't conducted public audits, hasn't equipped taxpayers with the tools necessary... To find out if this is actually being used appropriately. So you're spending money on... And this is just one of a bazillion of these little things. That's really troublesome to me. It really is that we're, we're spending this money and we have no idea. The mess they've made of Washington. And it is the Democrats and Republicans that have done it. Constantly they're doing it. Whatever it takes to get elected. Promise everything. Uh, what is this, uh, Steve? If you send Gwen to California to get a reparations check, will the cat get sent to... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. The cat goes with her. Because uh, I am not watching that thing. Uh, libertarian candidates always want us to ignore the forest and only look at the trees. Well, by all means, Doyle, tell me what you're talking about. What do you mean? Give me a call. 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Because I, I don't understand what uh, what that's all about. By the way, uh, apparently the global warming people in Europe are, well, they're, they've managed <laughs> to really put themselves in a bind. Lack of wind pushes Europe's power prices higher just as the cold sets in. The Continent stockpiled natural gas, but they rely a lot on wind, and it isn't, it's not particularly windy. And they have no way to store the electricity. Batteries are a terrible choice for storing electricity. They're the best we've got, but they're still terrible. They don't do it uh, efficiently. So when they are generating electricity, it's gone in no time. And apparently, uh, when it's not sunny and not windy, it's not producing. They, they also have been These Leftists have been pushing to get rid of Nuclear power And what's happening Now is that Europeans are Stockpiling coal And if you're worried about CO2 Then you certainly Don't want people burning coal I'm not particularly worried About CO2 but these global Warming people are they're, they're making their own case worse. And, of course, they're all concerned that, you know, the, the world will come to an end in 10 years because another one of those progressives made that promise. Uh, then they, We only have 10 years. Other than after that, boy, we are screwed. They've been saying that since 1968. And they've been wrong every time. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I'm going to go to Richard on the phone. Richard, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you?
3: Well, uh, I'm very bitter. I I got something to say about Biden. Okay. And he, uh, I got it written down here. I'm in my 80s. I'm a Vietnam vet. I think he's a narcissist. He's for abortion. No respect for human life. He doesn't respect anything, and he has a uh, a title, and that doesn't make him any smarter than anybody else.
0: I agree with with everything you've said.
3: And so, and he uh, he is a, I think he's like our Missouri mule, only spelled with three letters. <laughs> I think you know what they are. Uh, yeah, I think I do. All right, Richard. Uh, I. I- Thank you for letting me vent. I appreciate that.
0: That's what today is all about. Thanks, Richard. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's about venting. He should never be president. This guy is a loser and a cretin. He has no business in the Oval Office. And yet there he is. Hopefully, hopefully, he doesn't stay there long. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on a Froster Buns Friday on the Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, 949 on a Froster Buns Friday. Brian, I think we should inspire listeners with some words from the uh, president. I I think that would make them feel much better. Okay. Uh, Here he is uh, talking uh, uh, at a public uh, thing with Macron here. My
4: friend and I were talking. France is our oldest ally. Our unwavering partner in freedom's cause. From the spirit of Marcus Lafayette. Who? Who helped secure the success of our revolution. To the sacrifice of American GIs. Who stormed the beaches of Normandy. Wait a minute. Marcus? Who?
0: Not sure. Um, but I'm getting chills when he speaks Uh, it's really inspiring Uh, isn't it he's reminiscent of
4: Ronald Reagan I wanted to
0: stand at attention and salute honestly
4: freedom's cause from the spirit of Marcus Lafayette I'm sorry who helped secure the success (laughs) of our revolution to the sacrifice of American G.I.s who stormed the beaches of Normandy our history has been shaped by the courage of the women and men who crossed the Atlantic, carrying within their hearts a flame of liberty. Today,
0: that- I uh, I know about the Marquis, but not Marcus. I, I don't know who <laughs> Marcus is. Um, did you see the video? do we put the video up on Facebook? Uh, I haven't put it up yet. Okay, no. we got a video that we'll put up there of uh, Biden. Uh, it, and I'm telling you, you watch him wandering around the guy is completely lost he is totally a sea he just has no clue in fact Macron has to turn him around and point to, has to point and tell him did Phil have way. to uh, come and get him
4: because I he saw done. a video of him yesterday or day before of uh, he was finished with his speech and he carries his microphone all away from the, from the podium and walked around he didn't have any idea where he was going and then Jill finally
0: rescued him and took him the rest of the way poor guy it's just ugly just ugly how did we end up with this cretin this guy has no idea none whatsoever uh it, it, where he's at uh, or what he's doing he's just a puppet just a puppet uh, alright four ninety three ninety 874-9390, toll-free numbers, 800-529-5572. Uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft criticized Republican Senator Roy Blunt for supporting the Respect for Marriage Act, uh, the bill that uh, passed the Senate on Wednesday. It offers uh, federal legal protections to same-sex marriages. Blunt was one of 12 Republicans uh, with no testicular fortitude who showed their true colors. And voted for the bill, which included an amendment protecting religious uh, liberty. It really doesn't. It was a terrible bill. Jay Ashcroft is right. They should never. And I'm. And I don't care about gay marriage. Honest to God, I'm telling you, I don't care. If you're an adult and you want to marry somebody, that it, it should have, uh, frankly, nothing to do with the government. It should strictly be religious. Otherwise, you just shack up and say you're. You're a family. Uh that's really how it should be. But um apparently the government's too big to allow that. Uh eight seven four ninety three ninety toll-free eight hundred-five two nine five five seven two. Uh we got a lot of ground to cover here. Uh the the pet clicker. You're probably not familiar with the pet clicker. Huh? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Well, we usually get the pet clicker out if you misgender somebody. Just to, you know, it's kind of like... So a, when I'm talking about this woman, uh, uh this uh, guy? Yeah, yeah, that would be thing? correct. thing? Yeah. Anytime you er you'll be clicked. I, I... Yeah. I see. Just as a, you know, how you train your pets. It's the way you to train your dog. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Let's let's, uh, let's hear how she trains her family.
2: For all of your uh, love and care on my last post, um, here's here's my update. Sorry for the delay. My life is chaos on how I clicker trained my family to get my correct pronouns. Now that I am a trans person. Um, So first of all, a lot of people are asking what treat I was using. Um, If you don't know, for circus dogs, when they do something that we like, we click that behavior and then we give them a treat. Um, I did not use it as a positive marker like that for uh, my family because I'm not going to treat them for basic human decency. I instead used it as a negative marker so every time they said she, I would click so that they would start to associate a click with a she in their head and would start to automatically self-correct. I forgot to take into account the fact that I have an auditory processing disorder and live at like a 15 second delay from everybody and everything else. And so um, I wasn't able to click as much as I wanted to, so it wasn't super (laughs) effective on that aspect. I think I'm going to need a new invention that counteracts auditory processing in order to get that right. but. I did explain to them what this was for and why I was doing it. And then I carabinered it to my hip at all times. And I definitely had several occasions where a family member would start to say something, look at it, pause, and then purposefully gender me correctly. And that happened.
0: Okay, so she's 15 seconds behind. That's correct, yeah. So when I call her, her, or say she, 15 seconds later, she would click it. And and i'm sp- and then you you know oh let me go back 15 seconds oh did i miss i'm so sorry unbelievable you yes so that's how she's training her family <laughs> and people accept this they, they these people are accept her family out. to just i mean really if if your son did that brain said <laughs> let's let's choose your son that was in the marines just to make it even less credible Would you call him son <laughs> <laughs> no no gary he's my daughter <laughs> unbelievable these people are serious they believe this i mean you should see these videos they're serious as a heart attack they think they're <laughs> actually making sense oh boy oh man what a weird world we live in oh boy transgender activist eli Ehrlich continues to boast of potentially illegal drug scheme. Um, He's a a guy who identifies as I don't know what, I guess transgender leaves the, uh, could be a dog, uh, could be a jackass. Uh, Publicly boasted of an alleged scheme to distribute prescription drugs to people, even minors, who don't have a prescription for over a year without consequences. Look, I'm in favor of getting rid of the the whole prescription thing and the the government's regulation of pharmaceuticals, but he's giving them to minors without their parents' consent. That I got a problem with. Let me go to the phone. Steve is on the line. Steve, welcome.
3: Hey, welcome. If that was my relative, I'd make a trade with her. Him, him, she, it, things, what? It. I would say, <laughs> hey,
0: Brian can't I'll stop trade hitting the clicker, clicker now. You've screwed it up.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just on a double click. I'm planning to say I'll trade your clicker for a shock collar. You click me, I shock you. And see who wins. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's the gravy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Steve, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It is Froster Bunch Friday. You get to talk about anything you want. Uh, let's see. Uh you know Michael Mike uh, keeps Mike Rogers uh, keeps sending me messages. He is definitely in the Trump camp. and um, it, it, for instance, I get one message here, I respect your never Trump position, your new never Trump position. Please respect our more than ever Trump opinions. I do respect them. I just don't think they're right. Uh, then he says, I'm curious if you had to give Trump a letter grade, what would it be? Uh, I would offer uh, it was a D, which is better than anybody since Reagan, because they all got Fs. Uh, What grade would you assign Biden? Uh, I think I just explained that. An F. (sighs) All right. Cross Your Buns Friday. Any topic that's on your mind on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network.